So we're halfway through the third quarter of 2021. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about some tips for you to think about as you do your financial checkup. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Parag. Hopefully you can tell from this conversation that I am I, I take things very seriously, but I'm laid back. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with Cloudvestor. You may want to do some reallocations based off how you're currently invested. This podcast addresses financial issues for all ages, from those just starting out up to retirees. It's Your Finances Untangled. Untangling your finances. Hello and welcome into the podcast. Consumer advocate Dave Perkins here with Mo Param as always. Mo Param, the star of the show. Mo Param of Cloud Vesters. Cloud Vesters, a firm recommended nationally by Dave Ramsey. Think about it. Uh, the financial world can certainly seem overwhelming. Wherever you are in your financial life, it's good to have someone on your side in a fiduciary manner to help guide you through and to um, know all the really the the strategies involved in financial planning. And that would be Mo Param and the team at Cloudvestors. Mo, um, we started with the Mo Money Param, but I got to call you Dr. Mo Param today. I'm giving an honorary (laughs) medical degree. I like that. Metaphorically. My mother always wanted me to be a doctor. So Uh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm making her proud today. Tell her to subscribe to this and she can hear you as Dr. Param, honorary (laughs) Dr. Param, Uh, because we're looking at not in a medical sense, but uh, metaphorically speaking, a checkup on your or is that analogous? I never remember the I get metaphors and analogies mixed up, but a checkup of your financial self. um, and, And it's important to do. Just like it's important for you to do physical checkups of your body, check up where wherever you are, because your retired self will thank you later for for having done this. You know, we get our oil changed. We don't even, you know, it's it's like ingrained in us to get the oil changed. Most people, most and, people, and keep the car maintained. We're going to do this financially, so we're not talking retirement. We're talking making sure that you have a strong retirement, and this could be twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. It's important to do it throughout, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 always good to get a sense of where you are currently, so that way you understand what you need to do to improve on, to tweak, or, or to keep you know keep the course right of what what your future self, what your future. Um, plans are down the road. So understanding and getting a good sense of where you are, it's just kind of, it's just like if you think about when you go to a mall, right? Yeah. And you're, you're, you, you want to go to a certain store. You're just not quite sure where it is. What first thing you do is go to a, direct, uh, a directory and see where you are currently in the mall and you can navigate yourself to where you need to go. And that's really what, it, what, that's really what a, a checkup is, is getting you a sense of, okay, what's my baseline? Where am I at? currently. Mm-hmm. And now I know where I want to go, but I need to know exactly what directions I need to take. And it all starts off with understanding the position, understanding where you are currently. You know, I would think in doing that, because we're going to cover this in a, a very holistic fashion here, but I would think in doing that, you'll find and even sometimes stumble upon and not stumble upon if you have someone like Mo helping you with this, at least annually, some ways you could save money. For instance, checking your policies, all your insurance policies. I get offers in the mail every day to save on car insurance, uh, but you know there are opportunities there to save money. Yeah, there are there are a lot of opportunities, especially with uh, 
you know, for some, for some policies, like a life insurance policy, for instance, I know that every few years or so, the field, you know, the overall field of insurance companies tend to reevaluate their actual uh, uh, costs of their premiums, and they may adjust it just to stay current or stay competitive with their with their competitors. So, uh, so taking a look at your current life insurance policy and seeing, okay, well, if I, if, you know, what's the market? Sh- what's what's the cost of the same type of policy in today's world? Yeah, you may be a few years older, but with the competition that's out in the space right now, I mean, even online, right? There's there's now you can go online and get a life insurance policy without actually having to speak to or meet with a life insurance rep, right? Mm-hmm. You can do it all online. There's a whole bunch of apps you can do it. You can do that through. So understanding, you know, what the cost is there. Uh, I know if you are if, if you're a smoker, for instance, you pay more for your life insurance policy than a typical non-smoker. Mm. But maybe if you quit, right? You maybe it's been a year up. or two since you've quit. Well, that's a good time to go back, reevaluate uh, the the contract, see if you can save some money uh, by by uh, uh, just from the fact of you no longer being a smoker. So there are certain things that you do, that that's one reason for you to always take a look. I wouldn't say on a every six month basis, right? But on a year to year basis, just getting a sense, especially if you've lost weight, if um, some ailment is under control right now, again, if you stop smoking, uh, you know, things like that can give you a reason to, well, let me just get a a reassessment and reevaluation of my insurance policies. Can I just say, I do understand the smoking thing. So don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, But they don't ask you, do you eat fast food three times a day? <laughs> so they don't care about that. You know, what? Uh, well, they get, they get that from, you know, if you think about the the typical side effects of eating fast food, right. to give that as an example, fast food, well, maybe your cholesterol is higher, right? That's or maybe, you're, maybe yeah. you're, you're a little overweight. So they'll, they, 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 embed that kind of behavior in some shape, form, or fashion. But you're right. They don't ask if you <laughs> no. do you go through uh, Wendy's every single day. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you stop, you can say, look, I don't go through fast food drive throughs three times a day anymore. Can anymore. my premium go down a little bit? <laughs> We're looking, looking at things to check. Uh, here's, a, here's one, and we've talked about this before. This really is important to make sure that you're – any of your estate planning documents are up to date. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes, I mean we're dealing with that personally in our family. But yeah, you want to make sure your will, power of attorney, healthcare proxies, uh, any guardianship that you have for your minor children, you want to make sure all of that is up to date, right? Uh, if you've moved from one state to another, you want to make sure that your will is 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 legitimate uh, legitimized in that state that you're that you've moved to uh powers of attorney right you might you might have had a friend of yours or a sibling that's your power of attorney but uh you know maybe you want someone else to be a power of attorney right maybe uh you weren't married before but you had your brother or your sister as your uh, who 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 would make who would handle your healthcare decisions? But now you're married, right? So now you want your spouse to yeah. be the person to ma- to to manage your healthcare decision. Maybe you didn't have any kids before, but now you have kids. So as your if if there's any life event that that you feel is material, 
then you should always go back to your state planning, right? Go to yeah. those documents. First of all, hopefully you have those documents in place. But if you uh, and if you do, you want to go back to it and just make sure that that the wishes that you want, right, to happen in the event that you're incapacitated to make those decisions are in fine print and it's exactly what you want to do. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned power of attorney and even medical power of attorney. And it's one of those things where you go, you know, I really need to change that. I will. I'll get around to it. But Mm -hmm. then something could happen. And all of a sudden it gets really ugly. It can. Yeah, it can get it can get really ugly uh, from, you know, uh, you could have had a buy sell agreement with your business partner. Right. But in most of those are funded by some type of instrument, right? You have to have, you know, the idea behind a buy sell is, God forbid, if you were to pass away, the, your partner or partners will buy your portion of the of the business, your shares of the business from maybe your spouse, right? But that usually is funded by some financial mechanism, whether it's life insurance or maybe you have some investments or maybe you just have money you know, laying on the sidelines for that specific event. But if let's take, let's take life insurance as an example. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't have the life insurance in place, and all of a sudden, boom, you come down with an ailment, or you or you passed away without putting those insurance policies in place, then it's it's messy, right? That 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 really document messy. that you created is almost useless at this point, right? right? Um, power of attorney, you know, healthcare directive. Uh, it's you know, you want to just make sure that the because sometimes you may have your spouse as the uh, the person that's going to make the medical decisions for you, then you get but they're divorced. not the same, but he get divorced, right? Is and that where you were going? I'm sorry. I jumped ahead. Well, no, that. I mean, the, 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 that's another life event, right? Yeah. It could be you divorced or, you know, you may not want your spouse to be the per the same person to make the financial decisions for yourself. Yeah. Right? right. So again, it's all about any type of life event and, and, and just going back and reviewing it, just making sure that what you want to happen is actually going to take place um, within the confines of the documents that you've created. I, I heard just recently, I've heard these stories a lot. And, and, but just recently I heard someone, they were married about a year, decades ago, and then married to someone for 30 years and they died and they hadn't changed the beneficiary. And fortunately the original wife, the first, it was the case of the husband died. The, the first wife just did not, she gave the money. To the 30, 30 plus year wife. Oh, that's not, that's that's nice of her. But you can't always count on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say I'd say that would be uh, that would be a blessing because you be. can't. I, I doubt that would ever happen on a consistent basis. I remember when I first started in the industry, just back in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a story that uh, one of my coworkers shared with me. Now he at that point. He was 20 years into the business or something along that lines. But anyway, one of his clients passed away Mm -hmm. and same situation, not as far as how long long he'd been married with his current spouse, but he had an ex-spouse that was the beneficiary of his life insurance policy. Mm -hmm. I think it was a lot. I think it was like three million bucks. Wow. And they've been talking uh, this. My uh, former coworker and his client have been talking for months to get the paperwork in signed so that he can change the beneficiary to his life insurance policy, but he never went around doing it. Never got to, never got around doing it. Dropped dead, passed away. Well, the insurance policy is a contract, 
and the insurance companies don't get into morality. They don't get into, well, you know, the, the, I'm sure he wanted it to go to his current spouse. <laughs> yeah, they can't. They, they don't get it. They don't, <laughs> they don't get into it. It's a document and the document says the beneficiary was his ex-spouse. Mm-hmm. So his ex-spouse got $3 million. Mm. Wow. And she did not give any of the dollars to the uh, current wife. Not a dime. Nothing. Not a dime. Not a dime. Not one single dime. Now, I couldn't sleep with myself at night. I got to tell you, I could not lay down at night and go to sleep. What if you had $3 million as your pillow? Could you... Better. Just kidding. The sleeping is better. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that, no, maybe just a little sleeping pill. I'm good. <laughs> you know, you wonder what you would do. I would certainly, uh, I might keep a, maybe a hundred grand for myself or something like, you know, and then say, look, just, you just take the rest. They didn't mean for me to have it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just yeah, being it's... honest here. I'm not saying I'd give every penny, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd give it's, it's... the lion's share of it. It's yeah, it's a touchy situation, you know, money. <laughs> I, I think in some aspects, money exposes the truth or exposes who you are. Yeah. Right. So if you all of a sudden come into three million dollars that you felt and if you were a, a generous person before you had the three million dollars, mm-hmm. you'd probably still be a generous person, probably even just more generous. Right. And if right. you were someone that is uh, I won't use the word vindictive. Right. But if you were someone who is petty. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably a better word. Uh, petty, then you'd probably be even more petty with $3 million in your pocket. Right? Well, I don't so, even know if petty. I'm just thinking that's downright mean if you don't. <laughs> well, Because let me ask you, but would you keep a little bit of it? I mean, I'm just saying I might keep enough to knock out debt or something I, like that. I, I'm just going to be honest. It's, it, that would be tough. Right, that would be tough. It's three million, you know. But me knowing who I am, I I would give some. Fifty G's? Can I keep that at least? (laughs) Is it fifty G's? Is that what you say? I'd keep a million. I mean, a million. Oh, you keep a million. That's thirty three percent. That's that's not bad. I'm just talking like a hundred taxes. That's like taxes. I'll I'll play Uncle Sam. I'll play Uncle. I'll play Uncle Mo. In this scenario. That's right, because they're not going to have to pay taxes on <laughs> they're it. They're not going to pay taxes, so I'll yeah. pay the taxes. I'll, I'll keep the taxes, and you keep the net. It's honesty <laughs> moment here on Your Finances Untangled. <laughs> but you know what? I That's refreshing, because yeah. if someone says, oh, no, I would give it all away, I'm just not going to tend to believe them. Right. You know? I mean, come on. you got to keep a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, you know, and one more thing to look at, because we've got a lot more to get into, but on your financial checkup to make sure, especially down the road in your life, and especially when you retire, that you're in good shape. Uh, I don't know if I, if we should get to the the big enchilada, maybe save that for the second segment. Sure, I mean, the, sure. the biggie, biggie, biggie. Let's look at, you know, you should always do a check on your debt. Always. Always. You always want to do a, 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 an assessment of your debt because the, the, the more you debt just has a stranglehold on your future. It's just it's it's just a cloud that's weighing over your shoulder. And I know there's there's questions or, or of what's what's good debt and bad debt. At the end of the day, it's debt. Right. Yeah. And you always want to do a checkup and making sure that you're making progress and paying off your debt because uh, that just has a way of just uh, of, of finding itself from being an, from, to being an impediment to you moving forward, right? So whether it's student loans, whether it's credit card debt, you know, you just want to make sure that you're on track paying it off. You know, I recommend the snowball, the snowball method, 
right? And that is taking a look at the the biggest bat, the smallest balance, yes, and paying it off first, right? And uh, regardless of what the interest rate is, right? And so that way you're paying off. You know, if you have a two thousand dollar credit card bill and you have a ten thousand dollar student loan and I don't know, uh, forty thousand dollar card. Car note, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. By paying off the two thousand dollars credit, or, or keeping your eyes focused on paying off the two thousand dollars credit card, you're paid off faster. Yes, and then you have these mini victories. You have these mini wins. I like that. Um, so you can keep staying the course, right? But you just want to evaluate your debt, right? You can look at things like consolidating. You can look at things like balance transfers, where some credit cards allow you to transfer the balance uh, from maybe from a higher interest rate to zero interest rate for a year or a certain amount of months. And, Mm -hmm. you know, during that time frame, attack it. Right. And so that way, you know, you're you're cutting down the interest, you're paying yourself first and you're just getting yourself a better opportunity to move forward down the road. So, yeah. So always looking back at your debt, ask yourself, is this worth it? Um, You know, looking at subscriptions, looking at, um, you know, the car, you know, is it, is it a good time to refinance or maybe it's a good time to sell the car and maybe I don't, I don't need that much of a, of, of a fancier car because my future self doesn't really need it. My future self needs me to get out of debt to start building. Right. So a lot of what, everything that we're talking about is the, your future self because the, the decisions and actions you make today will impact what your future self can or can't do. That's the so whole that's, theme, right? That's the whole theme, yeah. right? Um, it's all about the habits that and uh, the habits that you're building today and the actions and the decisions you make today will impact yourself 10, 15 years down the road. You know, and it may be too late to back, uh, at that time. Yeah, I know. I, really? I mean, even though it's never too late, it's it's starting early makes you even stronger at that point in your yeah, life. It just becomes harder. Yeah. Right. It becomes harder at that point. You know, I was talking to a uh, uh a potential client earlier today, actually earlier today. And it came to find out that we, we just weren't a good fit for them, but they were, you know, 52, 52, 53, mm-hmm. and really trying to start their retirement right now. Oh, and that's, well, that's tough. It is tough. I mean, you could that's do it and you should do it train. if you haven't yet, but you know, it's harder without a doubt. You know what? One last thing on debt. COVID actually created a lot of opportunities to restructure your debt. Uh, the the uh, the creditors were much more open to, you know, hearing about some struggles you have and being willing to work with you. Those are, that's what I've heard throughout COVID. Um, it just did. I mean, maybe more so than they would have been pre-COVID. Yeah, I mean, think about your landlords, right? You can't. Right. If, that you're, if you're a landlord, yeah. it's tough to kick somebody, <laughs> kick somebody out nowadays, right? Yeah, right, um, right. Student loans are being deferred until, well, the interest rates are being deferred until September. And there's questions on whether that's going to be uh, delayed again. Yeah. Uh, or, or not delayed, extended again, uh, which I probably think it, it probably is, you know, if I, were to, if, I were, if I were a betting man. Yeah. So, yeah, so now companies are being a little more... Well, they're just uh, not to say that they're forgiving it. They're just working. They, they're working with people a little more, and especially did early on. They even gave you a lot of people time to not pay, and not pay, yeah. restructure payment plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, these creditors are trying to make money, right? Right. So <clears throat> they want their they money any, back. No they want doubt. their money, right? Yeah. So either they can, you know, play play hardball and. With, with with the state of unemployment right now and just the just the economy right now, you're probably not going to get anything, right? Yeah. So you might as well try to work with the consumers to 
make some type of arrangements or agreements so you can get your money down the road. Yeah, and I guess where I'm going with this, COVID or not COVID, if, if you're struggling, but you do want to do what's right and pay what you owe, call them. I mean, you never know. What do you got to lose? See what yeah. you can work out. Yeah, you know, communication is the key, right? Yeah. So just call them, tell them, you know, what's going on. I know, you know, Amy, I remember years ago, right? I, I think it was my cable. And I thought that my cable bill was too high. Mm-hmm. And so I just called them and I said, hey, I, th- I think I'm just paying a little more from the commercials I'm seeing from other competitors. And they adjusted it. And I think they gave me uh, a better, higher speed or something. They adjusted it where it, it, it ended up being in my favor. But yeah. that's things you can just do is just call and see what they can do, what they can work with. Um, but, yeah, I mean, th- th- again, this is all about looking at your debt. right? It looking is. At your, Looking at your credit card, your your, uh, your mortgage state, refinancing, right? I mean, that is huge. Oh, nowadays. there you go. Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, you know, if you had a four, four and a half, five percent uh, interest rate, that was low five years ago. <laughs> that's high but in now. Today's world, that's high. <laughs> right. That is really high. So again, going back to your mortgage originator or a new one, and just saying, hey, is this a good opportunity? Uh, what does it look like if I can refinance? And you could, if you could drop yourself a point or even maybe even two points on your interest rate, that is huge. Big time. Big That's time. Big time. You know what grinds my gears? And then uh, we can get out. Of, this is not necessarily debt, but just monthly payments. I find out that it's whether it's cable, cell phone or whatever, somebody I know, well, I'm paying this. And maybe they were became a new customer, so it was like an incentive oh, yeah. offer. So you know, you're, then I'll call, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can do that for you. I'm like, well, why didn't you reach out to me and tell me? I've been a loyal customer with you for years. <laughs> and I, this new new person comes uh, on, and you give them a better deal than I had. So my guess, my, my point there is to always check on that yeah. to save money. You know, Dave, that, that's that's a good point. You know, I do a lot of work and we do a lot of work with the firm with federal employees and they have a life insurance pro- program within the federal government that allows them to add their children yeah. to okay. the policies. Uh-huh. OK, but the policy does not pay once your child turns. I believe it's 24 or 26, one of those ages. Uh-huh. You'd be amazed at how many people are still paying for, for those policies and for, for nothing. Right. And the the government, they're not going to tell you, hey, you know, your child is 25 years old. They no longer qualify for the coverage. We're going to drop your we're going to drop your rates. No, they're going to keep charging mm. you those rates until you actually let them know, hey, my child is above age. The policy will not pay out. Um, let's go ahead and cancel this portion of my policy. Now, the good thing is they will retroactively pay you back what you've overspent. But you have to initiate that. you have to initiate that conversation. (laughs) So you'd be amazed at how many people are that we've worked with, that we've saved them uh, hundreds of dollars. I I, I can't think of a better example and point right there for what we're talking about. To do the financial checkup regularly, whether it's annually, however you do it. But even better to have someone like Mo knowing these things and reminding you of things you may not even be aware of, because that's money now you can put towards you know building something for your future, which is the theme of the podcast. And we will get into the big enchilada or enchiladas coming up. <laughs> but a quick break for an enchilada. We'll be back with more of your I'm hungry. Uh, no, me too. <laughs> more of your finances untangled. 
how can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning? The convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor, but also maintaining the human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. They're an endorsed Dave Ramsey SmartVestor. That's a relationship you can trust. At CloudVestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's CloudVestors. That's CloudVestors.com. We're back with your finances untangled. When you think uh, I need really a, a better plan or a plan overall in my financial life, think of CloudVestors. Let me tell you why. You just heard it, but it's the human touch but the convenience that we are all accustomed to online. But it's not robo-advising. It's a human. They know you. And uh, you're working with uh, an individual. Right, Mo? I mean, someone who gets to know you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's your financial advisory team that knows you. You know them. It's a whole team. It's not just myself. It's just not my partner, Andrew. It's, it's a whole team that's working with you. But you have the convenience of bringing us along wherever you go because we have a our financial planning platform is virtual. So instead of the face-to-face uh, -face sitting down with the advisor in their office, now you could be sitting at the beach, yeah. pull up your laptop, your tablet, your smartphone, and have video conferences with your financial advisory team. Nice. And, and actually, and it's also a fiduciary firm, as is the mother company. And that's how CloudVestors was born, because uh, the mother company, Asset Management Group, had a lot of clients. That when, when you have a client, a financial client, and then that trusted relationship is formed and they move, well, they don't want to end that. And so they don't have to. That's right. Yeah. So Asset Management Group, again, um, it is your traditional financial planning firm. So we have offices throughout the country. And uh, as clients, uh, they come in and they, they meet with us and they see us. And it's that, it's that feel that you that one is, was used to before. Yeah. But like you said, Dave, when someone moves out of town and we've built the relationship and have the relationship with them, then instead of having to find a new, quote unquote, local advisor, you still have your financial advisory team. Yeah. We're just on a virtual platform. And, and why not? Maybe it's the ability is there to do that. I mean, we're. Yeah working from home we're doing everything so much from shopping from home and just, and just ease you know one of the things that has helped us and well really helps clients is you know if you have a husband and wife both are working uh but but trying to get two calendar well it'd be three calendars right our calendar plus the two plus the husband and wife trying, mm -hmm. trying to uh get three calendars to match at the same exact time to meet face to face can be challenging yes it can and then throwing kids in there and after school activities and dinner and all that good stuff it might be hard to get three people in a room together but what if you were at your office your spouse was at their office we're at ours and we we, we logged online and we can still have that same meaningful conversation, but you're sitting, uh, we're at three different places, three different locations, right? So that's that's been very convenient. And with traffic, uh, we're located here in Atlanta, traffic is a pain. Mm -hmm. right? right. So if we can avoid even driving an hour to see us, 
Um, and you could just be doing that at the luxury and the convenience at your dinner table. But that's huge. Well, clients find that uh, clients find that very convenient. I, I, I get it. I totally get it. I mean, that's just kind of where we are now. And cloudvestors.com, again, is the website. By the way, when you go there, you can click on uh, media and you can pull up past podcasts. And especially this was a fun one. You can and you'll you'll get there if you go to media at cloudvestors.com. Check out Mo's Wedding Day podcast uh, (laughs) because we actually recorded two shows before your wedding day. And so this is the first first podcast since your wedding day. So, again, congratulations to you and Amber. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it, Dave. Yeah, and you said it went quite well, smooth sailing. Nobody got arrested or anything. No one got arrested. No fights uh, broke out. Or- no fights broke out. It was it was a very very uh, uh, respectable, respectable wedding. No, I I know. I didn't think anybody would get arrested. Hey, um, (laughs) do you think it's anybody's ever, you know, do they still do the thing about if anyone objects to this union speak Ah. now or forever hold your peace? Did they say that? I haven't, you know, now that you say that I've, I've been to many weddings. I don't think I've ever heard that. I, I, only on TV, I think, in movies. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard it either. Oh, I'd love to hear that and just kind of just 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 wait, right? just yeah. wait and see if someone says, "I do, I do." I've loved her all my life. <laughs> I was just too <laughs> nervous to ever tell her. <laughs> well, we're looking at speaking of all your life. We're looking at getting. Uh, first off, I think it's important to get a team like Cloudvestors behind you and your financial life, and then uh, building it and structuring it and the blueprint for it. But then annual checkups. I say annual. However, you are m- more comfortable with doing that uh, with your team member. But having the checkups so you make sure you are on course, and especially the ultimate prize is retirement. So make sure you're strong for that. And at the same time. And maybe when that very first check, the first meeting is a checkup, actually. And you're going to go through, well, what are you doing now as far as what vehicles are you using? How are you growing your money? And do you have a blend of uh, tax deferred and and then good tax strategies like a Roth? All this you go over with your clients. Yeah. You know, um, you know, where are you saving? Where are you putting your money to use? So if it's, you know, we'll start with the foundation is, you know, do you have an emergency fund? Okay. How much is it? Is it, is it enough to satisfy your family in the event of an emergency? Right. So three to six months is a good, is a good, uh, benchmark to look at. So if you don't have that, we should be working on trying to build and get to that, to that number. Then we'll start looking at where you're saving. Where, where else are you investing your money? Yeah. Or where, where are you investing your money? Period. Is it your 401k? Is it an IRA? Is it a SEP IRA or whatever it may be? And then looking and see, okay, are, especially if you have a 401k, so if you have an employer, uh, employer sponsored plan, are you at least taking advantage of the match, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're matching 6% of, for the first 6% of your income, are you at least there, right? Because that is free money that you're just leaving behind by not doing that. Um, are you taking advantage of any Roth options inside your 401k? Let's see if it makes sense uh, for you to do that. Um, are you diversified? Are you well diversified? You know, the good th- the thing by working with a fiduciary advisor, especially one that's that's investing and managing your assets, is that we're taking an active approach to your money. 
So if there's reasons why we need to take risk on the table, take risk off the table, diversify, go from international to domestic, have a nice blend there, add some emerging markets in there, add some under, add some value stocks in there or some growth stocks, whatever it may be, right? Just being diversified uh, throughout uh, throughout the market cycle. Are you really looking back at your accounts to make sure that you're taking full advantage of market opportunities that are there for you? So, so those are some of the things that when it, when it comes to investing, that you want to make sure that you're in, that one, you want to make sure that you are investing. Two, you want to make sure that you are, you know, any employer sponsored plans. You want to make sure that you're at least taking advantage of the matches because if you're not, you're just giving away free dollars. Yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, you don't want to turn down free money. And you, you, do, you do want to look at, and I don't know, uh, I mentioned earlier a blend with where tax rates are now, with where everyone feels tax rates are going. Should it be uh, the blend tilt more towards the Roth type or, or maybe a LERP? Or, I mean, in other words, building something that's going to be tax free for you in retirement. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a tax strategy game. And the beauty behind tax planning is that taxes typically don't change within like intra-administration, right? Usually if there's big overhauls, you know, administration by administration. So for, for, for planning purposes, planning around taxes is a little easier in a sense, not like planning around the market, right? Yeah. So, so what I mean by that is by taking a look at where you are tax-wise, what your current situation is, and based on the current tax laws right now, is it more advantage for you, advantageous for you to maybe put some money in pre-tax, take those tax deductions mm-hmm. today because, you know, your future self, you know, well, you might just have Social Security as your only income stream and any distributions from like your retirement account. So maybe your tax rates or your anticipated or expected tax rates is going to be lower than it is today. So maybe taking advantage of those pre-tax deductions makes sense. Or if you look at where you are right now and say, well, between my pension, between my wife's savings, my 401k, uh, there's no way that we're going to be able to reduce our taxable liability to bring us in a lower tax environment than in the future. Than we, I mean, than we are right now. Yeah. So maybe adding some tax-free income does make sense today. Right. Or, you know, I've done a good job saving in my 401k. I've built up and amassed half a million, 750, a million dollars in my 401k, which is all going to be taxable to me down the road. You know what? Maybe I should shift to some getting some pre-tax dollars or maybe start talking about doing some Roth conversions. Right. So, again, planning around taxes is huge. And that can be something that you revisit and uh, address on your checkups to make sure that we are taking advantage of uh, forget market strategies, but just tax strategies. And this might sound really way too touchy feeling and, you know, new agey, but I think it could be therapeutic because you feel like you're making a sacrifice for the now sit down and write your future self a letter mm-hmm. future self. This is kind of hurting me a little bit, not killing <laughs> me, but hurting me. It's tempting to look at that tax deferred, making some sacrifices here, starting to kick in a little more money, um, not getting Starbucks every day. Uh, you're welcome. I mean, would it make you feel better if you did that? You know, we. I think there's something to that. You know, I think there's really something to it, and and maybe it's not like a your your 20 years future self. Maybe it's like your 12 month future self. Oh, absolutely. Uh, right. You could put so that in one of those little time capsules and bury it. One of those little time capsules. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah, we save, like I save all my 
for the most part, all of my coins. Mm-hmm. So I just have coins and then what I, and then it's save it in the jar. And then at the end of the year, get closer to the holidays, I'll use whatever is in there to, to, to like get a gift for the house. Right. Yeah. And you'd be amazed if you throw pennies in there, dimes in there, nickels yeah. in there, it all, it all adds up. Right. But if you wrote yourself like a little letter inside that jar and just said, you know, future self, I'm saving these pennies, whatever it is yeah. for, for uh, the family vacation, right? uh-huh. and then you get to the end of the year, you open up that jar, you see that letter, and you open it up, you read it. You probably forgot all about it, yeah. And you read it like, and you say to yourself, "Wow, that's that's awesome. Thank you." Which is kind yeah. of a good way of saying what what we're doing. You may not be physically writing a letter, but you are doing that for yourself. Do you like to take that change? Like, just I mean, I'm not talking about it's thousands of dollars, but it's fun. I'd like to take it to like if it's a grocery store that has that thing you put your change in and. Oh yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, okay. That's that's so much fun. That's like yeah, almost being a a, uh, playing. um, What's the game? The casino game. What's wrong with me? Well, you you put the. I can't think of the. (laughs) Which game is that? Well, you know the because at the casino where you put like where you used to put a quarter in and pull the lever down. I can't. I'm drawing machine slot. I I couldn't. What's wrong with me? Mo, don't be checking well, me into a nursing home yet. I'm not quite there. All right. We need to re- every year review your, your, your mental state. Make right. sure that oh, you I should are. do. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, actually, you did a good lead in to what we can close it out with as you get closer to retirement. Then start looking at Social Security. Even go on there, check out SSA.gov. It's supposedly a really user friendly site. It is. A, it's very, it's very user friendly. SSA.gov, create an account there. And the good thing about the, the reason why you want to get familiar with SSA.gov, uh, especially as you get close to retirement, is one, um, you can actually uh, enroll in Medicare through SSA.gov. So you're going to be using that site at some point. Mm-hmm. But really, it is getting a sense of what your Social Security benefits could be um, when you are eligible for Social Security. So right. that is huge to know because when you think about the foundation of one's retirement income, Social Security plays a, a large role. Now I'm not talking about I'm not talking to my 30 year olds right now because right. they could care less about Social Security. <laughs> right. uh, but you know, someone who's 55, 60, mm-hmm. right? Especially if you're 60, right? I mean, that's only two years away from you being eligible for Social Security to receive the benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you want to make sure that that you have a sense of what your benefits can be. You also want to make sure that the income that's related to your work history is correct because that's what social security is going to be based off of right it's it's based off it's an average of your monthly earnings history so you want to make sure that you know the money or the income that you made in 1990 is correct right uh because it's up to you you're the one who has to make sure that is correct uh you want to make sure that no one else is filing social security under your name but you know with this with this world of of uh, identity theft, right? So you want to yeah. make sure that there's no one else claiming benefits on your end. Uh, yeah, so the so, Social so Security site is, is a good site too. I mean, it, it is a really good place for you. A lot of useful information to just make sure that, okay, now we understand what our Social Security benefits are. You'll see what your benefits are at age 62, your full retirement age and age 70, and get a sense of, okay, when's a good time for me to take Social Security? You know, should I take it at 62? My best friend took it at 65. Mm-hmm. So should I wait to 65 or 70? You know, yeah. Or 70? Yeah. Uh, and that's where we work with our clients too. Is really, uh, to, when we talk about Social Security maximization, is looking at the different options that make sense. Uh, you know, we've saved we've saved clients tons of money when it comes to maximizing Social Security. 
Um, there's ways that you can restrict your benefit if you if you're you know if you're a widow, uh, if you've been uh, if you, if you're a widow, if you're married but your but your spouse hasn't taken their social security benefits as of yet. There's ways that we can maximize your own benefit in order to to keep the other spouse's benefits on the books to continue growing and then switch and then switch policies and policies and switch benefits down the road. So we've been able to save clients, uh, you know thousands and thousands of dollars uh, just by understanding the the strategies behind what's right. best for them with social security yeah you you don't just sign up for it there are a lot of options like almost like a ridiculous amount right of of, of yeah. choices and options like it's not yeah. just like three isn't yeah, it like hundreds yeah there's hundreds of different just just factors into what could be the best right, option for right. you, especially if you're, especially if you're married, right? There's just more options. If you're married, do you yeah. take spousal? Do you wait for your, which benefit do you take? Do you take your benefit? Let your spouse's benefit continue to increase to get the 8% in, uh, increases. So you, do you turn on spousal? Do you just defer both of yours? Do you take yours at 62? Your spouse takes theirs at 65. I mean, there's just so many different so options. Much to, and, uh, and you mentioned one thing, and this is at any point of your life you could go check because they used to mail it out. And when they were doing that, I discovered back way back when I first got into radio, it wasn't making hardly any money, living on Miracle Whip sandwiches. So, But I, <laughs> it was a whole year out of it. And I'm thinking, is it possible that the company I worked for just didn't report it properly or whatever? Because because it just didn't exist. Now I don't care because they go by your top third highest earning 35 years. So that year, I don't even want that included. <laughs> right. But is, is that what happens sometimes who you're working for doesn't submit it properly or something? Just, Why? Yeah. Just doesn't submit properly. Yeah. You, you're talking about technology that could be 30 years old. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. it is in this as far as reporting is concerned. Probably that the, the HR manager is no longer there anymore. The company probably doesn't even exist anymore. I right? think they so. sent the information like they do on Game of Thrones back then by Raven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's how they did it. Uh, but yeah, you should check it. You definitely you should. Definitely <laughs> check it. You definitely want to check it uh, just to make sure that the income that's, that they're reporting for you is correct. Also, they, we, we do a lot of work with teachers and some teachers aren't, they don't, they don't realize, some of them don't that depending on what county you work in, they may not be paying social security for you, mm-hmm. right? So you may you may fall under the windfall provision yeah. and the benefit that's on your sheet isn't actually the benefit that you could have received because you actually have to calculate your windfall provision. Oh, so, wow, wow. So, okay. Yeah, so there's just, again, going to, it all starts with creating that, you're creating that site. I mean, creating a login to the site. So yeah. again, the site is SSA dot gov social security administration dot gov ssa.gov you want to go there create an account it's free to create an account uh, plug in some information uh, so they can identify who you are and then you'll get that report that used to that used to get in the mail and again first step is to well second step is to look and see if the income is correct and then third step is to give us a call and we'll show you ways to maximize your social security and, and, and that actually, um, from everything that Mo's talked about today, it's a good reason to go check out the site. You'll get the contact information, everything at cloudvestors.com, cloudvestors.com. And Mo, I'm glad that no videos from your wedding went viral. Uh, no, no I, I, The reason I ask about were there any fights or anything, because I know you've seen these videos from weddings that something went wrong. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. Especially like with the with the bride throwing the bouquet. Oh, yeah, fights break all, out and all stuff. All heck breaks loose with these, <laughs> with these single women throwing elbows <laughs> right. trying to grab that bouquet. Or maybe some are running from it. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Congratulations again to you and Amber. Uh, uh, thanks, Dave. And always enjoy doing this. And, of course, the show will go on. The podcast will go on. We certainly hope you rate, subscribe, uh, share. If you subscribe, we're just there. You know, And every week a new one's there for you. But uh, thanks for being with us on the podcast and stay with us. And and uh, Mo, enjoy your week. We'll record again next week. And it's always fun. And thank you for being with us on Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Mo Param nor his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.